This week on the Outer Turners podcast, Man United break records. Is Paul Pogba actually a footballer? And a roundup of Chorley FC. Keeping to a weekly podcast went well, didn't it? Yeah, how long's it been? Uh, just under two weeks since we did an actual weekly roundup. Yeah, that yeah, we've been busy. Yeah, very busy. Life gets in the way sometimes. Just life, <laughs> life. So let's. I think we should dive straight into what's gone on whilst we've been away. <laughs> Quite a bit. Uh, so Newcastle have survived. We have. Uh, it was long old saga. I know. I think when we first started. The podcast we were talking about how Newcastle maybe were going to survive. I was like always that. confident, but you're welcome. Well, yeah, you're it, welcome. It, it did involve it did involve us beating Southampton three one, and then the next I think you played on Sunday. Didn't we you? played Cardiff, yeah, yeah, and, beat um, them two 0 which it wasn't an easy two 0 I watched it. It wasn't initially. Uh, as soon as Genie got the goal in the second half, it was always comfortable, apart from them missing an open net. They did indeed. Corner. But other than yeah. that, it was, it was comfortable. It was a nailed on penalty, regardless of what people try and say. Um, and obviously, we move on from that. Yeah. Um, so that was last weekend, obviously. Um, City beat Spurs as well, didn't they? They did. Last weekend. Um, um, that, that felt, to me personally, that felt like a gut punch because that was one of the games we were hoping that may um, have gone against City. Yeah. I mean, the last. Is it the last thing we recorded was the... Uh, it's, a, it's our wonderfully um, done prediction special, which has shown us up to actually know nothing. Jones, no. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Um, it, it's all gone by the wayside. I think I text... Did I text you about two hours after we recorded it? saying we can't possibly release this as... Juventus have gone out. As Juventus have gone uh, out. And we, and we both predicted Juventus to win the Champions League. So, yeah, <laughs> it shows what we know. We've always got next year. Yeah, yeah, of course. I did say at the time, though, that game, that City-Spurs um, game in the league would depend on what happened in the Champions League. And I did say if Spurs, if Spurs went through, then it was likely then City would win the uh, the league game. And that's what happened, really. Spurs looked knackered. They had a couple of chances. Um, and it it was that young lad, Phil Foden, getting a chance, wasn't it? It was. Um, he's going he's gonna to be... A decent talent, I think. He's got to kick If he's on. used enough, I don't. I yeah. still don't think he's been used enough this year. Um, it's the it's the sort of the the Sancho type thing, isn't it? You know, yeah. if he's if he's brave and leaves, he might kick on. If he stays, he might be given the time. You don't know, but um, he certainly needs minutes. Um, and then was that Saturday that um, that game? I can't remember. Yeah, either way, but I know Sunday brought about a, a, a narrow win for. Um, for Everton. For Everton. It was, yeah. what was the score? It was 4-0. Yeah, very narrow. Narrow oh, win. Narrow. <laughs> I uh, I watched the game and I was absolutely disgusted with. I think it was on before our game, uh, wasn't it? Because uh, we, yes, was we, we were yeah. away um, and the, the the updates kept coming through to my phone. And uh, my wife's sister-in-law was a big United fan and she was not happy. And, and I can see um, why, because I watched the game. I, had a, I mean, it was Everton and I don't like Everton. Obviously, but when they're beating United four 0 in a game which doesn't affect you either way, when United are losing four 0 against any side, it's funny. It is funny. It was a lack of effort for me, um, and you know, as I've said, we're, we're sort of covering a couple of weeks this we week are, in the yeah, podcast, so, so people have seen all of the turmoil and and, yeah. and what's happened next from that. But for me, it was just nobody looked bothered out there. No, nobody looked bothered. De Gea, oh, that who's was it? It was Gilfie's goal. Uh, that Gilfie just, he just, you could just see space off the parade and he thought, I'm just going to have an hit. 
Yeah. Hit it. De Gea did not move. We'll talk about De Gea again later on when we talk about the games that came after this, but he's not the same keeper. Um, Tom, who's in the background suffering from a cold and refused to come on mic today because he's a little bit of a wuss, uh, seems to say it seems to have something to do with the, uh, the defence in front of him. But the defence in front of you had nothing to do with being able to sh- stop shots. And he's made so many mistakes. He's been beaten at his near post far too often this season. Yeah, he has. He's That's... just not the keeper he was. Um... No, and I mean, the defence in front of him is shocking. Mm. Oh, it is, yeah. No but, doubt. you know, at least try. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, Ricardson got the first goal. Uh, Gilfie second. Lucas Digny got the third. And Walcott. Of all people. I mean, 4 0 with 26 minutes to go. I mean, Everton could have yeah. easily made that a lot worse for them. Yeah. And Everton, I know they're um, seventh, I think, now. Um, I think they're seventh. They've not had a good season. No, they've no, won. they're a ninth, then, ninth but that's or... because uh, Wolves and Watford did they win? Midweek. They're playing each other this weekend. I know. Yeah. Oh yeah, Wolves beat Wolves beat Arsenal midweek. They did. Yes, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, shows how much preparation goes into our podcasting, doesn't it? I, well, the thing is, we've been a bit <laughs> off of our um, off system. Back, yeah. We have early. a little bit. Yeah. Um, um, Everton haven't had a great season. Uh, they've only really. Well, you say that since the draw in the derby, nil um, nil at Goodison, they've been on a decent run. Uh, they beat the top until, six, but up until well, some of the top six, yeah, not as all City. Um, up until um, recently, they didn't. Considering the amount of money they spent in the last two years, it's a decent squad. It's, it is, and they should be. They should have started. They started the season well, then they dipped off massively. Um, they haven't been great, and they should. They should not be beating Manchester United four now. We'll put it this way: I've just got a couple of things that I, I sort of pulled out in terms of stats. You know how I'm uh, yeah. stat-minded. Um, yeah. United Especially in Tom's absence. You can't call what he is an absent. He's sat right there. Uh, I know, it's shocking, isn't it? The microphone would pick him up if he uttered words. Yeah, it was. It was. Hey, dear. Anyway, they've conceded United <laughs> 48 goals this, uh, this term, which is the highest since, it's incredible, since 78, 79 season. That's, that's mad. It's, it is. It's just, it's mind-boggling. De Gea has conceded eight goals from outside the box this season, which he's only done, he's only... Conceded more. Yeah, conceded more. I'm trying to think of the way to say it. Yeah. Conceded more back in 2013, 14. I think that was the time we were thinking he's new and yeah. you know that type of... And the last one for me just proves just how poor United have been. They had one shot the entire game and I think that was in the second half, about 60-odd yeah. minutes. It's pathetic. It um, really is. I said when they gave our, uh, Solskjaer the job, I think I, um, I agreed with what Sam Jordan said about it, that you know, the former Crystal Palace chairman, yeah. he said that it was an unavoidable mistake um, in that it was unavoidable because of the groundswell of support for him to get the job from the fans, from the ex-United um, players in the media. But it was a mistake because of his lack of experience. Now, I wouldn't say I've been proved right because he could go on next season to have a decent season. But the question I would ask is, why did they need to give him the job then? Because <laughs> because this slump, I know they'd lost two games leading into him getting the job, but this slump in form has pretty much coincided with him being named permanent manager. Well, it's, they've lost seventy nine though. Um, it's hard to look at that and blame Solskjaer. It's hard to look at that and oh, not look at the players and think they've taken the foot off the gas. You and cannot. Actually, there can't be an ounce of blame at Solskjaer's door at this stage because you look at the players that are out there. For me, there's a, there's about four players that I want. I want. To talk about very quickly, De Gea, 
it's yeah, not it's mentioned... not that he's been beaten. It's not that they're conceding goals. It's the manner in which when he's saving shots or when he's missing shots, it's just he looks he looks like he just looks blank. It's all well and good him coming after coming out after the Everton game, apologising to the fans and saying the performance wasn't good enough. But then again, in the game that we'll talk about later, he made a similar mistake, like fumbling like from Sane's goal. Yeah, he should have stopped that. So it's all right coming out saying the right things, but it's what you do on the pitch and just. I mean, we're looking at as to why this is happening and what's going on there. But to me, I'm looking at it and thinking it's hilarious. Well, as a Liverpool fan, you are going to hear it. But the, the next I, player, I, I don't mean just on the face of it either. I mean, um, considering we we were so dominant in the 70s and 80s, and it's taken us so long to get back to a position where we're competing for league titles and Champions Leagues. United really could be left floundering. They, they, they really could. United are going through what I think your lot did after all that success. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. And it could be, this is not, from this stage right now, this is not a two-year fix-it well, turnaround. Never, it's, it's not. It's not just the players. It's it's from the top down, really. You look for at, me, and I've said this. It's every not just Woodward. Week. I don't think it's, it's just Ed Woodward. Wood. I don't think he it's was just brought Woodward. in from the business side because he was doing a cracking job. I remember you saying that, a and he was brought into the football side. I, it, I, it hasn't I worked. I agree to a degree. I agree. They both spread this summer, degree. and I, you can go on at me about that was a Jose signing. I don't know how much. Managers have I think, control. I think, uh, we've, this, this is an argument for another day, who buys what. But you look at who we've bought, and there's absolutely no way any of those players have been brought in without Klopp's. Yes. There's no way. No, no, I agree. I, and I'm sure, and Jose will have signed off on the purchase event. I, I understand. Then there's a but, responsibility but on Jose's head, then. How much, how much is he a, a Jose player in terms of... I think has, Fred has himself... Has Jose said, go out, go out and look at this player? I think Fred himself was a panic signing. United had been linked with Fabinho. I mean, you've said... I've yeah, we've talked about it, yeah. United had been linked with Fabinho for about two and a half years, um, and we signed him the day after the Champions League final, and I think that surprised United, because yeah. they were odds on. Uh, not long ago, because so I remember putting a five on it uh, on him to go to United not long ago. Not the year, not the summer we bought it, because it had drifted slightly. But um, I think they were surprised by that signing, so they had to go out and get a different CDM. And Fred was there; he's Brazilian. Yeah, he'd done all right at Shakhtar, but it was he'd a, done it was all a, right. It was a he's, panic buy. He's, he's my second buy. player that, in for me, needs to go. He's not worked. He's a panic he looks. Buy. He you can't fault his effort. He runs all game. I, you you, you to, could pick any United fan out of that ground and they'd won all game. Yeah, it's true. I mean, he, he he runs he runs runs runs, but he's no he's no talent. No. The third player is Paul Pogba. I don't need to speak too much about Paul You're Pogba. You're going to mention him later. He on he is a boy who has the ability to be the best midfielder in the world if he wants to be. That's the big step. No, I don't if know. He I wants don't to know. Be. Oh, come off it. He. Some of those passes... Some. Some John, of those passes. John Joe Shelby has played passes like that before. Yeah. Well, I, I want to talk about John Joe Shelby in a little while because I know we're going to talk what about I'm a few players. Is, he, but, he's clearly got talent. I, I have no doubt about that. But to say he's got talent to be one of the best, the world's best midfielders, I don't think he has. He I, has. For oh, United. You United. look at the likes of Rakitic and Modric. Who, he's nowhere near them. Nowhere no, near no. them. I agree. In, I completely in, agree. In talent, he's nowhere near. Oh, I think he possesses the ability. Attacking-wise, yeah. I, but the thing is, as Liverpool fan, you're not going to be open to the idea as I've, much. In I've terms seen of, world-class players play for United and admit as much. Yeah, yeah, but 
he's not been world class. And what I'm saying is, is I've not seen the potential to be world class. I've seen the potential to be a fantastic player. But when we say, I mean, the, the term world class gets banded around constantly in this day and age of like exaggerating um, abilities. And I genuinely think that's what's happened with Pogba. He had a couple of really good years at Juve in a very slow technical league where he has more time on the ball and he'll have been more physical than a few of those because he's, he's a big lad. Yeah, he is. Uh, and the idea he's at dominant. the time... He can yeah, be dominant. The idea at the time when he was being jostled between City and United was that City were going to buy him as a replacement for Yaya Torre. Right? Remember how dominant Yaya was at City at his peak, oh, box to box. His first couple of seasons. As soon, it, as soon as Yaya picked up the ball and ran at you, yeah. you weren't getting it off him. The thing is as well, the Premier League, the, the football, that... That that football hadn't even started to change then. No. And Yaya came in for City and he just did that he, and, and, and he was and that's, so successful. And that's why he was linked but, to City. And I've never seen... He's, he's had a couple of good games where he's, he's played the out, an outrageous pass here and there. He scored a decent goal here and there. But I genuinely haven't seen, in a United shirt, I've genuinely not seen one performance to tell me that he's got the potential to be on a Luka Modric level as a, as a midfielder. I really haven't. Well, all I'm going to say to that is I wish we had a United fan who could chime in about because presumably watches them every week. And, He's probably a Charlie fan today, isn't he? We'll come to that later <laughs> on. The fourth player I want to talk about before we move off because it, I get itchy if I talk about United for too long um, is Lukaku. I think he was. I think he's been. Either I read that he'd been talking about Italy this week or he'd been linked with Italy this week. He needs to be gone. Oh, actually, no, sorry, I've got five players. Sanchez as well. All right. So Lukaku. You can lump them both in together, really. They've been absolutely useless. I was, I was talking to a mate um, last night, United fan, and I was saying, imagine if this summer, even if they don't go for the values and they go underneath, under the values, imagine the, the war chest Oli Solskjaer could have if he gets rid of Lukaku, Sanchez, even if it was a they spent, they spent 75 million plus add-ons for Lukaku. Yeah. You, can, you can probably say that they get about 80. It's not going to rise up to the 90. That but who, the thing to. is, who's buying him? No, that's, that's one, no one's much. buying him for anything more than I'd say. I mean, who's buying him for 50? Never mind. I think you get 50. In this day and age, I think who? 50. Who? Everton, Everton might want to take him back. They've, I think it depends him. on other transfers. You look at Icardi and those in... in yeah, if they've got in, the funds. You know... I, and then you look at Sanchez. Who the hell wants they're going to Sanchez? They're going to have to tear up his contract. That's what they're going to have to do. Who's going to want him? I mean, he's. I think I'd read somewhere today how much has he picked up in weight? Thirty million pounds worth in wages. Well, he played sixteen minutes the other night against City, and which we'll come to in a second. Mm. Um, and he had one touch. Sixteen minutes, pathetic. one touch, yeah, absolutely pathetic. Now I remember I I was at um, El Clasico a good few years ago now, and he scored an outrageous dink. For Barcelona, yeah. and they beat Real Madrid. And at that point, was that the Barcelona kit with the yellow trim? I think so. Yeah. Oh, I like that kit. But he was brilliant that game. He ran Real Madrid ragged um, at the new Camp, and it was at that point we weren't far off losing um, Louis. And um, and I said if we lost Suarez, I wanted us to replace him with Sanchez. And he went on. He went to Arsenal. And he did really well at Arsenal up until the with. last up until the last maybe twelve to eighteen months. It seems to have gone the same way as he went with Torres. Uh, I don't know if injuries have completely hampered him or if it's just a lack of application. You don't truly know. It looks like from the outside a lack of application. But you can't you can't say I mean he's been out injured so much. That's gonna yeah, it's gonna take for a me, I the the words of Jamie Carragher always echo with me with these types of players when he was talking about Torres when Chelsea bought him 
and he said he could not believe that Chelsea had paid the money they did for Fernando Torres because the dressing room had seen Torres just start to just be nipped back by injuries and slowing yeah. down and things like that, and he couldn't believe it. And I think that's probably what's happened with Sanchez. I think United have sort of panicked, panic bought because of the city issue. Because he, he was linked to City. Yeah, and I think they thought, oh, he's good enough, but he hasn't been. Um, I think so. I think after that game, sorry, I was, well, I was, was going to say, I think to uh, to come towards an end. Oh, good. On United, I was going there. <laughs> there's so much that needs doing at that club. Um, I know United fans were going on about losing on purpose, so City had beat us the league. Absolute rubbish. I mean, they lost because they were no good. It's as simple as that. It was the poorest City, I've ever seen them play in a derby as, as well. As well, yeah, yeah. Um, they are if. Oh no no sorry no against Emerson's post oh, in the derby uh, which is midweek two 0 win for City with Bernardo and Sane scoring the first half they were alright they were they were good they, they, were, they right. were really good Rash, were, Rashford was Rashford was creating uh, problems Young was playing well down uh, down his side as well um, I said to my dad at half time. There's no way United can keep this up. Because no. the last 10 minutes of the first half, City was starting to turn the They screen. were, they were. You're absolutely right. And I think, for, for me, it was a good display by some of those players. But it still highlights just how far United have fallen. And I think it highlights how poor Paul Pogba is. Because that's the kind of game that you want your supposed, and I'm doing the air uh, quotes, uh, your talisman to step up in. And against Everton, he was abysmal. And then in in the Manchester derby, after he's come out and said that the performance against Everton wasn't good enough, he puts in that second half performance. Yeah. I mean, there was one instance, and I think this might be the first half because I was watching it along with dads. Um, he lost the ball on the halfway line, um, and City broke. They obviously didn't score, but um, they went close. I think that was and, the end of the first half, and he jogged back. Yeah, yeah, and, he, yeah. and he just jogged back. But then a lot of those players were. You, you yeah. saw. You saw. Well, Fred, he's the one. I guess he's been bought as a ninety million pound midfielder. To be the one that they all look to. He's supposed to be the man. The leader. Who he's he's supposed to be the leader in that yeah. room. Solskjaer came out and said He's a World Cup winner. Well, yeah, but Jimmy Charles is a European Cup winner. So I mean you can't really <laughs> you can't really just say I mean Okay, yeah, all right. All right. Um, yeah, he's a World Cup winner and you can't take that away from him. But it's I hear people say that all the time, you're gonna take it with a grain of salt. Um I just think that he has to be that man that United look to, and he isn't. That's why I think... No, and and he's the only one that they're likely to get a good chunk of money back. Not because he's any good, but because Real, who are linked with him mainly, Real love a good marketable player. One who's going to sell shirts and one who's going to... Look after the Instagram account. Exactly. Real love a good player like that. So you can imagine Real giving United their money back on Pogba. But he's the only one you can see recouping any money. Yeah, and I mean, and they're not. There's no way they're going to recruit money. But it's not. But for me, if they get rid of those five players, Oli's going to have a, a good war chest. And yeah. you're just going to have to wait and see. But there's one more game before we uh, we end this segment that I wanted to talk about, yeah. and that was uh, your lot. Um, yeah, last night. Last night, yeah. I, wa- I sat down and watched the game actually. Um, yeah, I was there. I was first there. half. First half was lively. Uh, it was, I thought so. Obviously, we went up. Uh, Naby scored in the in the fifteenth second. <laughs> that just it was so easy. It was just ridiculous. Huddersfield decided it was all right to play out from the back against us when we. Well, I said I I very very quickly messaged you and questioned whether it was match fixing. It was that easy. It was, it was basically ridiculous. they all stopped, held their arms towards the goal. Well, it was Naby pressed. Naby won the ball back. It broke to Mo. Mo but of course he did. It's in. the first seconds of the game. It was, just, it was so important. You can see why they've gone down. Um, 
But after that, the next 10 minutes after we scored, we, we looked a bit shocked that we'd scored so early. Um, and they had a bit of um, a bit of joy down our right side there. I I, Towards Trent, wasn't it? Yeah, it was their number 16 whose name escapes me at the moment. I just remember seeing the number 16 in front of me um, on that side. And he got round Trent a few times in that first 10 minutes. After that, we oh, is that around. that's the youngster? That's that Carl Grant, isn't it? Right. They bought um, him from League One, I think. I'm not sure. He, he's just, actually the top goal scorer for <laughs> the field. Guess how many goals he's got this season? Three, four. four. The top goal scorer has four goals. You can see why they've gone down, but he did give Trent a few problems early on. But once, um, once we scored the second goal, it was well, it was, it was, Manu, wasn't it? It was Yeah, it was plain sailing. Manu. What I liked last night was uh, before we, you know, talk any more about the players and things was how much Mane and Salah. Was in, were enjoying themselves. I get it was against Huddersfield, but the I think Salah has been concentrating so hard on getting things right yeah. this season that he's, you've not seen him smile all that much. No, that, no I agree. And, and seeing Salah on the ball with a smile on his face, it's like when Hazard when he scored when that second goal, especially when he scored when Mo scored that second goal in the, in the second half to make it five now. Was that when Dick? He, no, no, that was the first. That was that was our third goal. It was Mo's first. Just yeah, yeah. Time. When he scored in the second half, when he turned to the cop with a massive beaming smile, yeah, he on his did. Face. Yeah, yeah. He's not done that a lot this season. I think, it, to a degree, he's been trying too hard. Up, and, I think he's since the Chelsea game, and he's, when he scored that wonder goal, he's been outstanding. And you could argue he's been brilliant all year. Um, I do think one player's been better than him. Sadio. Mm. Um, yeah, you could probably argue. Sorry, I think, I, no, I think I'm probably on, I think, more consistent. Than I him. think they're on a par, and I think we're lucky to. I mean. Mo's on 21 goals in the league this season. Sadio's on 20. And they're both wingers. Like, Incredible. Sturridge played Incredible. through the middle yesterday. Bobby plays through the middle usually. Can you imagine if you still had Suarez? Bobby does. I mean, Bobby doesn't score the goals that Louis does, but he does that work. And I think if... We talked about if we, still, if we still had Louis, it changed the way Mo and Sadio would have to play because Louis mainly, obviously stayed central, obviously sometimes came in from the left. Um, but rose from the dead a few times. Yeah, oh yeah, of course. Um, but I think the reason Mo's seemed a little bit off this season is because I, th- I genuinely think some of the criticism from outside of the clubs got to him. He had such a worldly of a season last year, uh, and I genuinely think he's been a victim of his own success. And I'll mention this uh, in a later segment. I think if he if this was his first year as a Liverpool player, Mo Salah, I think he's in the team of the year, and I think he's nominated for PFA Player of the Year. But because he's not scored thirty odd goals in the year, for thirty odd goals in the Premier League, and he's not scored forty odd across all competitions like last year, I think people are thinking, "Oh well, he's not as good as last year." Whereas actually, it's harder to follow up a season. Of course like it is, that. and I don't think any <laughs> Liverpool fan in particular and he's the ever fir- expected. No, and he's the fir- and again, he's top of the scoring charts in the Premier League. Yeah, and he's the and he was the first to hit twenty goals. Yeah, it's true. So he's still I know, a good season. I know there's a few players that you you wanted to kind of. Just mention yeah. um, in terms well, of... Well, you, you brought Mane and Salah, and I just wanted to mention a quick thing. It kind of links to the other two players. We've got battles in that squad, uh, healthy competition. So Mo and uh, Sadio are obviously battling each other for goals. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Mo's on 21, Sadio's on 20. And that brings me on to Robbo and Trent. I I would I would have anyone at Towner's Podcast come at me now and tell me there's a better pair of full-backs in the league than Trent Alexander-Arnold. And Robo. You now, clearly haven't seen Yedlin play this season. <laughs> I do like DeAndre Yedlin. To be really? Because nobody else does. Really? I think he's, I think put it this way, Stephen. Offensive. Mankio has been favoured. Really? Recently. Well, over I'm Yedlin. Well, I've not seen a lot. I just remember seeing him early on in the season quite offensively minded fullback. 
Um, and I like my fullbacks defensively minded. I, I completely agree. Uh, they have. I think for me, uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, I think is still has still got room to grow as well. I think, I think I, defensively, I yeah. especially. I think. But, I think defensively, we even said in the ground just today that we'd be tempted to play Gomez if Gomez was a bit fitter, match more match fit. I'd be tempted to play Gomez in the new camp next week. Um, just because he's a bit more defensively, yeah, robust. I get that, yeah. Um, but he probably won't do that because Gomez hasn't had a lot of minutes. He probably will play Trent and Robert. The player for me, and I think uh, once again, he's probably up there for me as as your player of the year. Uh, obviously, behind those two from uh, Wiseman, it, it's Robert. And and aside from his performances and what he does, it's that price tag. Eight million. It is absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. It's, but to think of it, that whole team that we bought him from went down with him at left back and Maguire at centre back, and they still went. Down. That's very true. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, yeah, he's been incredible. The way the way he was managed from the start, like he couldn't get into the team. Like whilst they were, um, what you mean, to, Alberto Moreno was well, keeping him out of the team? Do you not remember? He was out of the I team do, for, yeah. for a few months, and Klopp always said. But well, that was a Klopp thing. That's, Klopp that's said, what Klopp all along. He was trying to get him kind of tactically attuned to the way we play. And he is outstanding. I, I mean, it, it's weird for anyone. People will disagree with this because he's Scottish and he plays for us. But I don't see a better left back in European football than one. A more the only names that, that come to mind, and I, I haven't seen a great deal of them. It's only from sort of knowing that they've been around. Is you think of like Luca Hernandez? Yeah, people said Jordi Alba and David Alba, yeah. but they're just names who've done it. In, I mean, this year, there's for me statistically no unlikely. I mean. 23 assists between the two of them. Can you imagine if we were prepared? We could have had that information to hand. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, probably from top, from thinking about it, he, he is the best left back 20, in 23 assists between the two of them, um, between Trent and Robbo. Um, our left side of that back four is, in, you've got Robbo and then you've got Van Dijk. And the two of them have such a good understanding. Oh, it's just Van Dijk is sickening. Yeah, and we'll talk about him yeah. when we move on. But the other, yeah. there's one more player you want to talk about as well, and it's it's for me. My it, it was lovely to see. Yeah, Ox. Um, so a year and two days after he, and he almost got a goal. I know. Honestly, the the roof. I mean, the roof came off Anfield when his name was read out as he was yeah. as he was coming on. But if he have scored that, it honestly, I that. You know, I, I quite like Liverpool as yeah. much as, and I think it's the other way around. You quite like Newcastle, yeah. but at that moment when he skipped through oh, and he's turned, I, he should have taken another touch. Oh, no, Had he taken one more touch, the keeper would have been I further. Think that's out. just rusting. It is. It? Um, but last year, year he his reaction, you could see, he was so happy to be back. But, but he, I mean, I said to my dad as we were walking away from the ground last night, he didn't look like he was trying to take it easy, you know, like trying to ease himself in. No, no. He was trying to get on the ball constantly, he was driving at players. He was, he was running with the ball. It gives you a new element, doesn't it? Because I think if you think of who could come onto your midfield, um, you know, you didn't play for Fabinho yesterday. No, who, he, did, uh, who I think... Cushion, he, he, apparently. Because oh, of his head injury. Yeah. Better. But I think you do pick and choose when you play for Fabinho because he's that type of player. He's a CDM. Yeah. Sometimes you don't need that type of player. Sometimes you do. But you don't have... When Ox was Ox being out, you've not had that dynamic... Well, that's, what, that's what we'd hoped Naby would be. And yet, to be fair, he has been over the last couple of weeks. But for most of the season, he hasn't. Yeah. And what we've missed, I agree, is that driving force in midfield and really goals in mid- from midfield. Uh, yeah, that's, I think goals from I midfield. was saying, I, when I was I watched it with a couple of uh, friends last night and I was saying, you don't need to spend much this summer. No. I think, in my mind, I think you need a new centre-back. Or, uh, I, and I was saying, even an older centre-back, 
you know, like a, a can't be Godin, but he's because he's going. Yeah. But maybe not as somebody as expected as first team as Godin, but mm. because I don't think. I think so maybe better than the team. I think the ideal partnership would be Van Dijk and Gomez, but you can't rely on Gomez because he has suffered from injuries a lot. You mentioned Joe Matip, actually. I've got to say, I mean, I'm not, I haven't been Joe Matip's greatest fan earlier on in the season, but the last two or three months, there have been games where he's been better than Van Dijk, and because Van Dijk is who he is, he gets all the plaudits because he'll make a tackle over there. But Matip has been outstanding. Uh, you look, well, at, yeah, I've been he's conceded not... twenty goals all season. And Matip has been the main centre-back partner for Van Dijk because of Gomez's injury. Yeah. And the other player I think you need is you need a new either central attacking midfielder or one of these players who can play up top. I think that... I think who's priority, different to Firmino. I think the priority... Yeah, we could do with goals from somewhere else. But I think the priority is keeping the team together. We'll keep the team together and maybe add some goals from midfield and we'll go again next year. I think that's... I can't see the league being too much different next year. No, unless... I mean, Spurs uh, could. There's talk of Spurs going spending this summer, and if Spurs add to that first eleven, they I think could, I read 150 million war chest types. Yeah, stitch. so if Spurs spend a lot of money, um, Spurs need three or four. I'd say three to be really. And 150 million is not a lot. Actually. No, it isn't at the moment. I, I think you can't count Spurs out. I'm gonna go out on a limb and count United, United out because I think too much has to happen at United for them to. How do you feel about that, Tom? Arms are together. He doesn't want to talk. <laughs> um, I can't United out of it. I can't Arsenal out of it as well unless they buy a whole new back four. So, uh, Chelsea, you never know what Chelsea Depends which get. manager they have. It, well, it depends what manager. It depends if Kepa is, is chosen a new manager for Chelsea. Or, <laughs> it used uh, to be Hazard, didn't it? it? Yeah, well, yeah. Can you imagine the battle between those two oh, in the changing room? I don't think anyway, Hazard won't be there. No, no, he won't. No, for the, no. net, for the, for the, for the, the <laughs> season running. I think it all depends. With Chelsea, it depends on the, uh, the transfer embargo. But I think, I agree, it'll probably be between us and City next year again. But I don't think you can discount Spurs if they spend... And you don't know which Chelsea will turn up, but I, I don't think I think there's got to, too much has got to happen at United and Arsenal for them to challenge for a league title next year. Tell you what, shall we? Uh, shall we move on to Team of the Year? I think so. Yeah, let's do that. I'd say there's probably only one contentious, really contentious member of the Team of the Year this year. And let me guess, it's not a Liverpool player. And it's not a City player either. No. There's a sore thumb in there, isn't there? It's bizarre. I don't understand how Paul Pogba can get into that midfield of Team of the Year uh, based on what was essentially two months of a few good performances. So we'll read out the Team of the Year. So it's Edison in goal. You could have really gone with Edison or Alisson at that point. Alisson's got more clean sheets, but Edison, Edison's incredible as well. Uh, the back four is Alexander-Arnold at right-back. Van Dijk at centre-back, Laporte at centre-back and Robertson at left-back. I don't think you can argue with any of that, really. I think they've been the best two centre-backs, Van Dijk and Laporte. And like I said in the previous segment, I don't think they're a, they're a better pair of full-backs than Trent and Robbo. Yeah, I agree with and that. And then it's midfield. Um, I, Fernandinho you can't really argue with because City are a different team without him, aren't they? Bernardo Silva is incredible. He is. He really incredible. is. They put him in midfield here. But he's often played, he's played as CAM, he's played as a deep, he's not played as a CDM, but he's played as just a normal central midfielder. But he's also played on the wing as well. So you could have played him in any of those positions. Um, so you can't really argue with either Fernandinho or Bernardo Silva. But then it's their midfield partner 
which I think has got garnered a bit of attention, and I just don't understand how yeah, I mean, Paul Pogba can be in the team of the year. Let me tell you stats um, this season. He's played 32 games. Yeah. He scored 13 goals, which he sounds more than I expected bad, to. Be fair, to uh, uh, he's He's been involved in 18 wins and seven losses. Yeah. Um, he's assisted nine. So actually, when you look at the numbers, 13 goals, nine assists for midfield isn't that bad. Have I just? I'm I'm not, can, in no, your no, eyes, I'm seeing your. No, no, you I, I, to still out of it. I still don't think because I, I don't. When you buy someone, I'll tell you what. A million, who if you go off stats, if you go off stats, it's, it's actually not a bad inclusion. But they don't go off stats, do they? They go off no off vote off votes from um, the players. And really, even United fans say that he only played well for two to three months. I mean, I've listed a few players. We've, well, we've both listed. Oh, can I just tell you one thing? And this is interesting because I know the season that Gerard scored about 565 penalties and he was criticised. Th- seven of those 13 were penalties. So he scored six from six open, from play. open play. So, yeah, I, yeah. Mean, that, I mean, that's less impressive, really, isn't it? Um, Big chances missed seven. Yeah. Uh, but then he, he has to play, he has to play and and sort of want to have a shot to be He does, involved. he does. I just think, I don't think he deserves to be there. I think we've listed a few um, players that probably deserve to be there ahead of him. I've put Wijnaldum in there mainly because I'd argue he's been one of our most influential midfielders in a, in, in a season where we've challenged for the league. He's not got those stats that Pogba has as in goals and assists, but he has been like Fernandinho absolutely vital in our midfield because Fernandinho's not got the stats he doesn't score the goals he doesn't get the assist he's just vital to that midfield um, I've mentioned Kante for Chelsea because he's been played out of position he's probably been their best midfielder he's still scored a well, few Georgie goals Georgie definitely hasn't no, no, been not at all Ericsson at Spurs Spurs are having an absolutely incredible season and Ericsson's still goals he's still I mean Real yeah. wants him at the end of the year and then we've mentioned a few kind of out of left field haven't we so Declan Rice at West Ham Think he's had a great I still think Sean Longstaff is better. Well, I mean, I fair, I've not seen enough of Longstaff. Uh, I've seen some of him, and I think he's a very good footballer. Um, you put Hayden as well, didn't you? I did, and it's just because he's turned our season around since he started. He's, he's keeping Shelby out of the squad, and that, yeah. that'll tell you everything you oh, need yeah, to know. Yeah. Um, Brooks at Bournemouth is an incredible footballer. He's had a good season this Absolutely season. Absolutely incredible. I mean, I'd say... I mean, I bet there's a lot of people who'd rather have him than Paul Pogba. Um, and then there's three that I wanted. I mentioned in, in pretty much the same breath in that FA Cup semi-final a few weeks ago. Uh, you have Decore at Watford, who, who's had such a good season Atleti are looking at him now. And then the two at Wolves, Moutinho and Neves. Yeah, I mean... You're not, tell, you're not telling me that you'd rather have Paul Pogba than Moutinho or Neves. In yeah, midfield. I mean, can you imagine United if they could if they could get Neves? I mean, yeah, I, they'd be completely. You'd have to have. You'd have to be the most delusional United fan going, Tom. If you say you prefer, you'd have to have Paul Pogba than one of those Wolves midfielders. Yeah, true. And the last one you've put here is Madison as well. Madison, is. yeah, he's a, he, Madison. I mentioned to you off mic. Um, it was a bit of a difficult one because sometimes he plays as CAM or sometimes he plays as a second striker. But I think he's been brilliant for Leicester this year as well, considering they bought him from Norwich and he's kind of come up the leagues, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, he, was at, he was at Sheffield United, didn't he? Was he at Sheffield No, that was David Brooks, right? That was no, Brooks. Madison, was he at... Um, Madison was at Norwich and then went to Leicester with Brooks, who was at yeah. um, United, Sheffield United, I think. 
Uh, but he's, Madison's come up through the leagues and whereas Pogba's come from Juventus. And I think, I think again, Madison has been more influential for his team than Pogba has been for, yeah. for his. So I think there's a list there of players that you could have there quite easily out of Paul yeah. Pogba. Um, and then the front three of the team of the year were Mane, Aguero and Sterling. Um, yeah, the only... Between Sterling and Salah. It's, it's Sterling between Sterling and Salah. And the only thing that I'd say about that is, about Aguero and Sterling, is that Salah has, apart from the minute, the goals to minute, uh, thing that Danny, our friend, likes yeah. to point out quite regularly, Salah's got better stats than both of them. Goal, and yet... Salah wasn't nominated for PFA Player of the Year and he's not in the team of the year, which baffles me. And I genuinely think, like I said in the last segment, it's because he's a victim of his own success because of how like out of this world he was last year. I mean, he had an almost Messi slash Ronaldo-like season last year, you know, individually. Yeah, he yeah. Um, because he's not done that this year. Um, I just... And I do think Sterling's a bit of a media darling, especially, and, and he speaks very well about things going on in football at the moment, but because it's based on football performances. I do think Salah should be there, but, I mean, a City player, a City fan will say he thinks Sterling should be there. I mean, they're both wonderful footballers, really, aren't they? they yeah, they are. The Premier League look to have them. Yeah, yeah, um, they are. So we've spoken about the team of the year. Uh, just a quick finish to this, this part. Van Dijk won the big award, didn't he? Yeah. player of the year and I don't think that can really be argued can it I mean I think the only other player who's pushed in close has been Laporte really well as a centre back but Laporte wasn't even in the running he wasn't no he wasn't it. Sterling was apparently I, the only one who was pushing Van Dyke close for votes yeah I mean Sterling for me yeah you're right I think Sterling in terms of any other player definitely um, you know has a too inconsistent does it sometimes the fifth yeah, they've been hovering around outside outside the top four. I don't think they're um, Bernardo Silva has been incredible. You could probably argue. I I love that city team. You could argue. I'd argue though that Bernardo Silva has been. I mean, I know Sterling's like stepped up with goals this year, but I'd argue that Bernardo Silva has been more influential. And I I I'd say that he should have pushed Van Dijk rather than Sterling. But but Sterling is going to win an award, isn't he? You know, he wins the Young Player of the Year. Yeah, uh, at twenty four years of age. Are you happy about that? No, I think the young player. I mean, you you explained it to me. It was because he was twenty three at the start of the year. I still think that's too old for young player of the year. I think young player of the year should have a cut off of twenty one because that's young, isn't yeah. it? Um, just one thing I wanted to mention. I was just having a look around at this, and um, I saw that Talksport. Had, had, uh, I think who scored must do sort of like match ratings, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, they and do. they've just done what they think is the team of the year, and they've put Fabianski in net, yeah, Pereira on the right. Who has been decent for Leicester? Yeah, he has, yeah. Uh, Van Dyke and Shah, which Shah's got the goals this season. Yeah, he has. So and he's defending well. If you get goals from. Or Shah, I think it's actually. If you get goals from the back, like Digne, who's at left and, back. And one of the goals Shire. in particular, had Messi scored that, oh, yeah. the, the world would have erupted. It, yeah. Uh, didn't you at the left he's been decent this season yeah, and scores, the goal, scores the goals though. he does that's the thing Robbo doesn't score the goals and, and obviously when it comes to his match ratings if a defender scores a goal it's going to get him more that's very true yeah, yeah. he's been a good signing for him especially from where did he come from Barca Barca it was wasn't yeah. it yeah. Uh, on the right they've gone 4-4-2 in this yeah. on the right they've put Sterling yeah. uh, in the middle they've put Pogba he must have bought his way into yeah. this or something uh, one this next one Fernandinho you, he is so pivotal he to is, that he, City play, play completely differently without him they haven't got a player like him um, and we've spoken in previous episodes where that's probably going to have to be their focus this summer yeah. in replacing him uh, Hazard left and they've played the two forwards of Aguero and Salah and Salah's I, in there 
Uh, yeah, it's just one of those. Everyone's different opinion, don't they? I think yeah. Mane's been unlucky not to get himself in that squad at all in in this version. But I do like that version too. I like I like seeing Pereira. There. I mean, obviously, I think I like the centre back partners. Partner, really. I mean, you, yeah, Liverpool and Newcastle yeah. flex. It's not bad, is it? <laughs> it's not too bad. Yeah. No. Um, this is going to be a long one, isn't it? Should we move on to our final part? Yeah, I think so. So we've got some big get. Well, not really. It's sort of all tied up, really, isn't it? Now. Yeah, I mean, you'd argue that. So you've got Burnley versus City. I think a lot of our fans. I've seen a lot of our fans change their um, their Twitter profiles to a picture of Ashley Barnes or Sean <laughs> uh, in the hope that Burnley get something off City. And Burnley pretty much safe. City were awesome uh, at football, so I, I can't see them getting anything there. Uh, I, I genuinely think that City will go on and win the league and deservedly so uh, we'll have pushed them all the way hopefully we should have said City and win the league in the, uh, in the... I know I know We've, just the predictions yeah. I think we just need to let the predictions special just kind of die because <laughs> we've not done well on that we're one not, at all. not at all no um, so the other two games of note that I wanted to mention in the league it's all about the top four battle isn't it so United have got Chelsea Old Trafford tomorrow and Leicester They've got Arsenal. You mean United will lose to Chelsea tomorrow at Old Trafford? I don't know, because Chelsea haven't been particularly great this season either. Um, and Arsenal are away at Leicester. Big I, game for Arsenal after the um, It's almost impossible to, looking at those two games, I think it's almost impossible to predict it. Arsenal are so shocking away from Yeah, but we're not going to predict. It's going to be a one-year no. type thing. <laughs> Arsenal are so poor away from home. Um, and the United-Chelsea game, both of had some decent performances this year, some both have been equally abysmal this year. So I don't know. So obviously with the manager with those two teams, isn't it? It is. Um I think whoever comes out of tomorrow closest to Spurs, you've got to argue, got it in their own hands. But it's in Arsenal's hands at the moment. If Arsenal win their remaining games they finish top four. The only thing for Chelsea is that United really do like sixth. Yeah, they really do. So, <laughs> you know, you tell that what you will. But yeah. um, midweek. Yeah, is... Champions League semis. Um, so we've got Barca on Wednesday. How sad are you that you're not going to Spain? Uh, very sad. But, um, are your parents going to Spain? My brother's going to Spain. Of course your brother's uh, going to my Spain. My brother's going uh, with our tickets. Um, he's flying out there on Wednesday. Uh, yeah, gutted, but I'll be watching it. Yeah. Well, um, I just, it's... We need to stay in the tie. Um, you saw how poor they were at Old Trafford um, when they won 1-0. I mean, United were awful as well, but so were Barca. Barca couldn't do anything in that second half. I think if we can get them back to Anfield while still in the tie, even if we lose 2-1, if we can get an away goal, um, I think we've got a good chance of knocking them out. Do you think Fabinho will play? It depends on... I mean, if he was fully fit, then yes. But it depends on this whole head injury thing because I thought he'd play yesterday. Yeah, um, true. So I don't know what's going on with this. Firmino as well was ruled out last night through injury, and there were loads of rumours that he'd be out for the season. Uh, but Klopp said no, it's not that serious. But we don't know if he'll be fit for Bar. So he should be, but we don't know. Um, so it's really important that Firmino's fit. Mm. We just need to still be in the tie after the first leg. If we still in the, t- if we go and do what United did and get carved apart and beaten three 0 then we're out the tie. It's no different. But, Every single year we get to this stage, and it's it's that, isn't it? Every team are like away tie, just stay in it. It's just staying it, but we can't be as cagey because as Bayern were, Bayern was so cagey against us, and it cost them. Came to Anfield and thought nil nil was a good result, and we went over there and scored. It's no longer a good result because you've got to back both Barca and Liverpool to score away goals. 
So we cannot go over there and think nil nil is a good result because it wouldn't be. Mm. Because Barca would back themselves to score Anfield. The other game I think is quite an exciting one, really. The Ajax Spurs. I don't think you can possibly uh, predict that one either and, and we're not going to obviously um, <laughs> Pochettino was having a big wins though wasn't he uh, because the Dutch league have basically cancelled their league games this year uh, this year this week this weekend hmm. just to give Ajax a football uh, feder- a football association thinking about the players no the teams and the teams before TV revenue yeah. sponsorship hmm the Dutch this feder- could be a thing the Dutch um, FA obviously look at that and think well we want our team to go far in the yeah. European Cup so we'll give them a bit of a rest but and instead, if they're having a rest the rest of the league can have a rest but instead Spurs go on early kick off on Saturday yeah and then is theirs on Tuesday yeah yeah well, they'll they, be and, and, and as of recording they've just lost to Sp- uh, West Ham haven't they Spurs so it's not the best preparation for a Champions League semi-final not really and, and I think the team they put out was fairly strong well yeah it was Son, Dele Alli, Lucas Moura um, yeah, it was. Played, yeah. yeah, so it's not the greatest, um, greatest warm up for Spurs. But yeah, that could go either way. You just, I keep looking at Ajax and thinking this run's got to end at some point, and it hasn't. They knocked out Real. Oh, they knocked out tail, though, it? it is. It is. Um, and they've they barely spent anything on that squad, and they've kind of mixed the experience of Tadic and Blint with the youth that they've got there that got them to the Europa League final. I can't believe they got Tadic for as little as they did. It was, it was such poor business from Southampton just to let him go um, like that. But he was always good for one game, rubbish for four yeah. or five. But he's he's obviously found somewhere where he enjoys playing his football. Yeah, it's true. It's going to be an interesting week of football, really. Yeah. Um, we are going to end a little bit differently yeah. this week yeah. um, in terms of just our hometown club um, who a few weeks ago we did a special on yeah we did a special on um, football club didn't we just to you know those who are listening and don't know anything about the National League North um, Chorley and Stockport have been battling it out for weeks about who's pretty top pretty much like every um, week isn't it Chorley uh, basically Chorley have been there or thereabouts at the top of the National League North pretty much all season they've battled people away um, teams have fallen away and then Stockport went on this massive winning run didn't they yeah they did and have put themselves well they put themselves in a, in a winning position to win that league and then they came to Victory Park didn't they well before they came to Victory Park Charlie could have sort of gone ahead but they lost the week before to Altrincham 5-3 yeah, five, and it was three. a crazy game um, once again the captain um, Andy T continuing to score yeah um but the, I know from sort of reading around it, there was a big disappointment about, obviously, about that game. Well, Vermiglio, the manager, um, came out and said what happened in that game was that they kind of lost a little bit of what they're about because Chorley are very defensively sound. They're very solid at the back. They don't concede many chances or goals. So for them to score, to concede five in one game is very unchorley like Yeah. Um, he was obviously disappointed with that. And I remember looking at the results as they were uh, looking at the updates as they were coming in, and obviously being happy that Stockport were losing to Blythe. Well, they did lose in, uh, yeah, at the to time, Blythe. and that was lucky at the time. Uh, so they both obviously could have taken charge that weekend, and they didn't yeah. because they, they both lost. Last Saturday was the was the game against Charlie Stockport, and people were saying the game winner of this, yeah. winner of this probably goes on to win the league, and yeah. and it was two 0 to Charlie. Comfortable uh, win. Stockport uh, looked decent from the highlights I've seen. Stockport uh, looked decent initially, very quick, very yeah. quick side. But when Charlie got the first goal, it kind of calmed. Yeah, it was T again. Um, Carver got the second, um, yeah, he's, he's and everyone was like, "Well, there we go." And then, but 
Was it Monday? I think it was Bank Holiday Monday. Uh, it was two not games after. It was two, yeah. Easter Monday, sorry. Easter, Easter Monday. Monday, yeah. So, um, Chorley beat Stockport on the Saturday, on the 20th. Yeah. And then two games later, they played Spenny Moore. Two days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Two days later, they played Spenny Moore Town, uh, who are, I think, fourth in the league. So, they're not an easy team to not play. Not at all. Uh, and they're away from home. And they ended up... Uh, again, I watched the highlights, um, and I've read the match reports from the Chorley... Uh, from the Chorley website, it sounded like Chorley weren't at the races. It did sound like they'd have been lucky to get a, a draw. A nil-nil would have been an okay it result. Been a decent, it would have been an okay result, um, but Spennymoor got a goal in the 94th minute. Yeah, and Stockport beat Curzon Ashton. Yeah, 2-0. 2-0. So that, that, that leads us to today, really. Yeah. Um, it puts Stockport on top. Well, by one point, By yeah. one point. Chorley are playing... Um, Probably already kicked off, actually. Bradford um, Park Avenue. The Bradford, yeah, um, who are seventh in the league. Yeah. And who are Stockport players? Nuneaton. Nuneaton are bottom. They are propping up National League North on 19 points. They are 15 points away from the the, the team above them in 21st. That's... Uh, they, are, they are not a good side, Nuneaton. No. Uh, just looking at this, uh, just to give you a, a clue, it's there is there has been a goal. Yeah. Um, yeah, Chorley won down. Chorley losing one now. Uh, yeah, Chorley from a penalty. Yeah. Um, that's just bef- that's happened just before half time. Well, the thirty fifth minute, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, so, so there's still time for Chorley to come out of that. Uh, just have a quick look at Chorley at uh, Stockport, who are. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I can't find the information. They're one nil up. No. They're one nil up at Nuneaton. Um, so at this point, if things stay the same. Chorley go straight into the semi-finals of the playoffs along with the team in third. Yeah. Um, and then fourth down to seventh play each other to decide who plays yeah. those uh, the teams that finish in second and, and we, third. We think we've worked out how and the playoff, the final, the playoff final, final um The playoff final venue goes to the team who are the highest. So whoever contests the playoff final, whoever finished highest in the league. So it's third place... If third play, if, if third if place seventh, yeah, yeah, it'd be at third place. But if if Chorley win the final, it's at victory yeah, yeah. Uh, It's a disappointing. It, I mean, it's disappointing because Chorley were there for so long. Um, but to be honest, they haven't got time to dwell on it. They've just got to go again. Um, they have been one of the. There's no doubt. You look at the league table. They've been one of the best teams in that league by quite some distance. Yeah, and very consistent. It's just fallen away. At, last month or so um, of the season playing some decent football yeah and it happens I've enjoyed watching it yeah it happens um, just going to hope from our um, unbiased point of view that no we can be biased on this one can be biased we can be biased on this one um, it would be nice for those games to turn around and Nuneaton to grab a couple against Stockport and Chorley to score a couple uh, they're without Josh Wilson and Andy T today I don't know if they're injured or not but they're not in the match day squad so that that won't have helped them anyway Um it would be nice for the game to turn around, but if they don't, they're just going to go again in the playoffs, and they'll get they'll get loads of support down at Richmond Park for, for the home legs. Yeah. Well, thank you for sticking with us. This has probably been a long one looking at the times. <laughs> um, as always, if you want to talk to us, find us on Twitter at Turners Podcast. Otherwise, uh, have a lovely weekend. I hope whoever you support um, have a decent result today. Thank you very much for listening. Nice one. Cheers.